You're listening to episode number 60 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. Welcome. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. As per usual, I have something that I am really inspired to share with you. And today's theme is conscious parenting tips for empowering your children with the caveat that it will also help to keep your sanity. So if you have children, this episode is definitely for you. If you know of any children or any parents that need this advice, please share this episode with them. Or on the flip side of that, if you haven't got children yet or you don't intend to have any children, this episode could also be helpful in understanding some of the beliefs that may have been seeded within your consciousness from childhood. So there really will be something for everybody in today's episode, and I'm so excited to get started. And to begin with, I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes, and that is by the Sufi poet Rumi. And he once wrote, out beyond wrongdoings and rightdoings is a field. I'll meet you there. So with that in mind today, please keep the understanding in your heart, if you can, that this episode is purely based on my own experience, my own perspective. I'm not saying that it's the right way. I'm saying it's a way. Kind of reminds me of the way that my grandmother, my Nana Molly, used to peel a banana. <laughs> so for most of you out there, you probably peel it from the bit with the stick, you know, the bit where it's actually attached to the banana tree. Uh, but my Nana used to peel it from the other way. And she would say to me, it's a way, not the way, dear. <laughs> but that taught me a very powerful lesson that there is more than one way to skin a cat <laughs> or peel a banana. So let's dive in and talk about conscious parenting and what that actually is. So it's about bringing awareness to your role and your responsibility as the caretaker and the custodian of a human being. <laughs> whether you gave birth naturally to that human being or whether you adopted that human being or however that child arrived in your life, it is for a divine purpose. I know that there are a lot of step parents out there as well. So step, shout out to all of my stepmoms and stepdads out there because it is really incredible to step up and show up for somebody else's child. And I know that because I was a stepmother for 10 years. My stepson is now 22 years old. Uh, it's a bit of a sad situation because we kind of fell out of contact, but uh, he was an incredible teacher for the time that I was married inside my first marriage. And I have seen my new husband, or married for five years now, it's not exactly new, but my soulmate, Sean Patrick Simpson, grow and blossom as a parent showing up for my two oldest children, Thomas and Olivia. So to see the different relationship dynamics is really fascinating. So this episode today, conscious parenting is for all parents, no matter what kind of situation that you are currently in, step parents, biological parents, adopted parents, pet parents, <laughs> any kind of role which requires you to nurture the beliefs within another being. This is what this episode is all about. So in society, we have a lot of rules wrapped around how we show up as parents. 
There's a lot of guilt that you may be experiencing if you are a working parent or, you know, no matter how you have to care for your children, you do whatever it takes to make sure that they are clean, that they are fed, that you have a roof over their heads and that you can create a safe space for them to grow and develop in their lives. And sometimes we make great decisions and sometimes we make not so good decisions because the thing to remember is that these children don't come with a user manual. (laughs) They don't come with a guide like IKEA instructions that make you put them together so that when they get to 18, you can present them out into the world and they're ready to go. It's really important to not put yourself or your set your expectations so high that you can't actually enjoy being with these human beings that you call your children. And so what I saw that kind of inspired this episode today was an interaction with a man and his son at the checkout at Target last week. So I saw this man with his little boy who was probably around four years old in the shopping cart just as he was paying for his stuff. It was the self-serve checkout at Target. They have those here in America. Uh, It's really It's a great way if you've got kids and a lot of things to kind of scan through quickly to get out of there as soon as you can before one of the kids has a meltdown. And I have four kids, right? So it's it's always uncertain weather patterns with those children. But I had with me my youngest daughter, Ava, who is 22 months. She was sitting in the cart and I had my 12-year-old daughter, Olivia, with me. And Olivia kept on looking behind us, and I I wasn't sure why, because there was a man with his little boy, who was about four years old, in the cart, and he was yelling at this little boy. He was getting in his face, telling him not to do things that four-year-old boys do normally. They want to be curious about touching stuff and asking for things and getting curious about what's in their immediate environment. But because this kid wasn't showing up in the way that this dad expected him to, he was trying to dominate and fiercely get in this boy's face to create fear, to create the experience of changing the little boy because he wasn't showing up. It was suppressing this beautiful, natural flowing energy. And what I've noticed the most, and, you know, if this is you, please just, if you can, listen with an open heart. The parents that are the most stressed and have an inability to just go with the flow and let their kids just behave normally are the ones that get the kids that show up and behave in a crazy way. (laughs) It's not always the case, but what I've noticed is the ones that hold on to the control of having perfect children that sit still all the time. They're the ones that have the kids that jump up and down and shout. And, And I've experienced this myself where I have become very rigid and very controlling in a moment to, you know, like, why are you behaving this way? Stop doing that right now. And then it's that moment of awareness and presence that you can bring to it, which is, well, you know, what what's the big deal? You know, like, <laughs> why am I doing this to my child? Why am I playing out my control issues on my child to make them show up in a way that's not natural to them? Because these beautiful little kids, especially little kids, have a, a beautiful way of showing up and teaching us how to be present how to break down our egos, right? (laughs) And they do because there's so many different situations that happen in their lives, in our lives, on our journey together, where we are growing and expanding in consciousness. 
But what I'm saying here is that it's really important to create boundaries around your experience and what your child is experiencing. I'm not saying, <laughs> like, let them go for it. This actually reminds me of a funny story my dad used to tell me when I was younger and that he had this, uh, I think it was neighbors. He had a couple of neighbors that had a child and they let the child get away with anything. There were no boundaries and they were very patient and very kind with their child and how their child chose to behave. <laughs> and he said that he went over there one night for dinner and the child took some nails and a hammer. So I think that the boy must've been like nine or 10 and he was nailing nails into their piano. And the parents responded with kindness and compassion rather than getting angry. So there are two extremes and it's really important that you bring awareness to that middle ground, to that responsibility you have to lead with love. That's all you, you really need to do with children is lead with love. But by no means am I a parenting expert, right? I have, um, I've been a parent though for nearly 20 years. As I mentioned earlier, I was a stepmother for many years. My stepson was four when my son was born. So my first dynamic was that I had two little boys to raise. And then when my daughter came along five years after that, I had two little boys and a daughter. And then when I got divorced, I just had Thomas and Olivia <laughs> to look after all the time. And then I had Thomas and then two daughters and then Thomas and then three daughters. So I have four children in total that I currently care for. My son Thomas is now 17. My daughter Olivia is 12. Lulu is three, nearly four. And Ava is 22 months. So I really have the full spectrum experience of being a parent at different stages all in the one year. And it's it's crazy. It's seriously crazy. Everything from, you know, my teenager coming home drunk to my daughter helping kids at school that are potentially going to have self-harm issues and, and talking to the dean of the school and how to practically navigate that. And, you know, then my daughter Lulu this week, um, she threw up everywhere and then my other daughter threw up in the car and it's, there's never a dull moment, but it's how we react to that and how we can be present. So I would love to invite you to connect with your kids on a daily basis as much as you can. Tell them you love them. I mean, this is so important. The beliefs that you plant in their brains, you know, how are you educating them about money and abundance? Are you telling them that there's not enough or that, you know, you're saying things like, what do you think? I'm made out of money or money grows on trees. These are the beliefs that perpetuate cycle after cycle, generation after generation. And it's your role and your honor and your duty of care to show up and make sure that you are seeding in your child that they can be anything that they want to be and that they can rise above any perceived limitations. I think as, as adults, sometimes we can burden our children with very grown-up themes and topics that they're not ready for. One thing that I experienced when I was a kid when my parents were experiencing troubles in their marriage is that my mother would often turn to me as her friend, as somebody that she believed that she could talk to about the relationship issues she was having with my dad. And that wasn't my job. It was her job to be my mother, not the other way around. I wasn't her friend. I am her child. And so that created in me a sense of disconnect. It created within me a, a an issue that didn't really need to be there, but I've done some healing over the years and that's no longer a concern. But looking back, you know, sometimes we turn to our children in ways that they're not ready for, that their brains can't 
assimilate that information. And so we need to meet these children where they are at and give them what they need to support them in any way that we can. One way that I connect with my kids on a daily basis is to teach them and tell them the importance of loving one another, loving themselves, and reminding them that they are so loved and so cherished. It's so important to do that. My daughter, Lulu, uh, who I had after five consecutive miscarriages, I tell her all the time, thank you for being here. And she echoes it back to me and she says, thank you for being here. And it's that awareness, that conscious awareness that we bring to our experience and our relationship together that we're here for such a short amount of time and that it's our mutual honor to be there for one another, that we are each other's powerful teacher to rise above anything that the universe presents us with, with ease and with grace. And so I'm just, I'm so honored to be a parent because I believe that it is such a huge, a a huge responsibility and and an incredibly sacred mission that is delivered to us from the universe. So as a parent, it's really imperative that we harness our skills as much as possible to be adaptive to any situation and go with the flow. Sometimes things don't go according to plan or according to our own rules. And so it's important that we don't shame or blame a child for not showing up in the way that we expect them to or want them to, because this makes them not feel good enough. And what I know as a manifesting teacher now, and I've been doing this for 10 years, is that with a lot of the people in my community, they experience issues of worthiness, of not feeling good enough to achieve their goals, to follow their dreams, to create the sacred space to welcome in abundance into their life. And one of the reasons for this is because of the stupid rules that parents have placed upon them from the time they were children. And so the more we can not create this as a loop within generation to generation, the more we are empowering our children to believe that anything is possible. And another completely underutilized resource when it comes to conscious parenting tools for your spiritual toolbox is praise. If you are complaining about your child or criticizing them more than you are praising them, It's time to get real with that. And I I mean this with the utmost amount of compassion and caring. And I've done this myself. Trust me, I'm not (laughs) I'm not um, saying that there is any right or wrong, but praise does go a long way. It shifts the energy within the child if they feel valued, if they feel seen and heard and understood. It's it's like anything. If you complain and criticize somebody for something, they're not going to show up in the way that you would like them to. So every time you see something or a pattern of behavior that you want to reinforce, meet it with gratitude and appreciation and notice what happens. The child begins to behave differently. They feel a sense of energy and excitement and it creates nurturing and connection between yourself and your child. And just like I mentioned with that guy in in Target with his son, when he was criticizing this kid for, you know, exhibiting natural amounts of exuberance, which is perfectly normal. It created a disconnect between the child and his father. And that's so sad. It's so sad, but it's easily fixed. Praise can undo any of that criticism. And the next point is laughter. Laugh with your kids. 
tune in to what makes them giggle, what makes them like lose their their minds and get all excited and kind of giddy. There's something so magical about when little kids find something funny, whether you're tickling them or whether they, you know, hear a <laughs> a fart noise on a TV show and they have a good giggle. It's so important that they can laugh with you. Humor is how we connect as human beings. It lights us up. It engages in joy, which is the highest conscious the the highest currency of consciousness. So the more you can laugh with your kids, the better. And the more you can laugh at some of the silly stuff that you can't control, you'll begin to find this this energy in your heart that releases a lot of resistance around what you're wanting to manifest into your reality. And lastly is connection. We need to make sure that we connect with our children, that we're not just plonking them in front of the TV or putting a screen in front of their faces to babysit them engage with your children, connect with them, ask them questions, encourage them to be creative, perhaps buy them or make them some Play-Doh or, you know, get junk mail and make collages or do things that are creative that engage in what they love to do. Because it's when you can do those activities together that you really begin to see the beauty of the present moment. And I'm I'm reminded of this all the time because my son's 17, he turns 18 next year, and that time has gone so quickly, almost the blink of an eye. It feels like, you know, not that long ago I was pushing him around in the stroller <laughs> when he was a newborn baby, but that was 17 years ago. And I don't know where the time goes. So blink and you will miss it. So with my two little daughters, especially, I'm enjoying every moment that I can within the framework of my current model of reality. Now, what that looks like is that I do work full time. I work 40 hours a week. I have a nanny that helps out and they're at home most of the time, my children. So I have them close so I can go and spend time with them when I need a cuddle or when they need a cuddle or when they need support. It's really the best of both worlds, but not everybody has the luxury of doing that. So I do understand how fortunate I am with the way that my life set up. But when my older two children were, you know, small, I didn't have those resources. I had to make the most of every single moment that I had with them. And so I built my business in the stolen moments while they were asleep, while they were watching TV, while they were eating their dinner. I decided to become a master and very skilled at being productive and making sure that my time was managed effectively and that I was carving out time within my day to spend it appropriately. Now, I didn't always get it right because I believe that balance is a myth, especially when it comes to parenting. You're not always going to be showing up and being the most present parent, the most positive parent. But as long as your intention is to connect on a regular basis, to go with the flow, to engage in the praise, to make sure that you laugh with your child and to connect with them. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you're proud of them. Say goodnight every night and really make sure that they feel loved. Then you know that you've done your best. And that's all that the universe asks of you to facilitate the expansion of consciousness and humanity, that as a parent you are showing up and you are doing your best and that is good enough that there is no right or wrong, <laughs> there is no way you can screw up these kids, that you are at the helm of your own consciousness and that you can guide and manage your energy and the way that that impacts the energy of your children. In the next couple of days, I'll be flying to Bali in Indonesia to 
speak at AFEST, which is an incredible personal development event hosted by Mind Valley. And I'll be away from my children for 10 days. This will be the longest I have ever been away from all four of my babies. And even though it's not the first time I have been out of the country away from my children, it's the first time I've been away from Lulu and Ava, my two littlest babies. So my heartstrings are a little bit fragile right now because I'm, I I don't know, I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) But even though I know they will be in excellent hands, in excellent care, I, I still feel a little bit of guilt about being away from them. And it's really weird, but it's a beautiful opportunity for me to remember that when I go away, I am facilitating my mission. I am doing my work in the world to teach, train, and educate as many people as possible how to manifest their dreams, which is really important to me. But at the same time, it's filling up my cup because when I come back, I have every intention on being a stronger mother, a more present parent, and to activate that beautiful energy that we have created within our family dynamic. So it's such a blessing at the same time that the children then learn how to adapt. They learn how to look forward to seeing me and their daddy (laughs) versus missing So if you do have a trip to make or if you do have to be away from your children, make sure you tell them or teach them if they're old enough about the importance of looking forward to something versus seeing and perceiving the experience from the absence of not having it. It's the difference between having an abundance mindset versus having a scarcity mindset. So as a parent, the greatest gift that you can give them is to program program their beautiful minds with the gift of abundance, having an abundance mindset to believe that anything is possible, that they are always loved whether you are in their presence or not, that they have the connection to the universe, that they have a connection to their community around them as well and the support that they have so that they feel safe and so that they feel like anything and everything is possible. So with that in mind, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends or your family. And if you do feel inspired to contribute a comment, please feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. I read every single one of them and send the energy of love and abundance and appreciation to everybody, all of you beautiful people that take the time out of your busy days to share with me your experiences, your success tips, your feedback, how this show has impacted your life. It really does mean the world to me. So until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.